The widespread drought has livestock producers scrambling to find feed. Glendalee Allen Wasser talks with livestock and feed extension specialist Dwayne Summick about developing that winter feeding program. Dwayne, of course, right now your phones are busy. You're getting, no doubt, a lot of calls from producers looking at, at strategies and trying to figure out how to get their herd through the next few weeks and months. That's right. We're getting lots of calls on planning in the winter feeding program, looking at what we can do to supplement uh, pasture right now. Um, things like uh, weaning the calves early or creep feeding the calves to alleviate some of the demands on the pasture. Um, and then we're moving on into planning for the winter feeding uh, winter feeding program and uh, we're looking at salvaging all kinds of different crops. Um, there's been a lot of questions about um, barley crops that aren't fully developed, that there's barley that it headed out, but then the heads didn't fill. Well, what kind of feed is that going to make? And the, unfortunately, my answer has to be until you wrap it up and test it at the lab, we really don't know, but it's going to give us something to work with has kind of been the answer. And so there's different things that we need to worry about. Um, on the cereal green feeds, There's we've got concerns about the potential for nitrate accumulation so we're making sure that people are aware that we need to test when we're feed testing, that we're testing for the annual cereals for nitrates. Um, lately, there's been some interest in uh, salvaging some canola, uh, specifically up here in the Kindersley area. There's been some canola that's been hailed, and so now it's, well, do we cut this canola stems and use it as basically a straw? And even then, we have to worry about... Uh, making sure that we test the canola the canola feeds for sulfur content and, and probably even want to con- consider testing for nitrates in those products as well. And so there's been a whole gamut. Uh, then there's been questions on um, feeding straw and how much grain am I going to have to feed with the straw? What do I need to put together with what to stretch things as far as I can? And so a lot of the questions are revolving around really developing the winter feeding program and that really starts now i know in in talking to a couple of people they said you know i might be able to get by for two weeks on my pasture and then i'm gonna have to start looking at feeding and that's been a common common uh, phrase common concern Uh, we're looking at starting our double grazing programs here right away and given that the crop aftermath is going to be a lot thinner than it usually is our stubble grazing programs are going to be completed that much faster and so we're going to get to the winter feeding period pretty early in in the in the fall here my thought process runs along the lines of we better plan on feeding cows for about 225 days this winter which is a long time it certainly is. And, and given that, what kind of supplies are we talking about having to have? Because even right now, trying to source feed is a huge challenge. If we're having trouble finding um, sources of pellets in August and September, uh, how readily are they going to be available in 
in February and March. And so we really need to think about long and hard about how many mouths we're trying to feed and and make the plan now as to what you're going to carry. And that's why there's been a lot of questions about, okay, so is corn a good value? Uh, barley is price X and corn is price Y. Um, should I be buying corn? Because I actually know I can get it and barley... I I think I can get it, but I think this is what I'm going to have to pay for it. And so there's lots of questions going around uh, regarding buying barley versus corn. And I look at the cost of both of them and go, this makes for very expensive feed for feeding cows, but we're likely going to need to use some of it. So it's we're going to be, have to be real sharp with the pencils and make sure that uh, we're feeding as much as we need, but no more than we need to. How do we break that down? How do we make that determination of animals to feed? There's still some pretty good rules of thumb to work work off of, and, and one of the rules of thumb is always, you know, since we started making round bales, is that you need a round bale for every cow for every month that you're going to feed. And if we're looking at 225 days, that adds up to we're, we're nearly seven bales a cow um, is what we need, um, and so that's a that's a starting point. Um, again, if we're talking about keeping our calves, well, we can feed basically two to three calves on the same amount of feed as as one cow. So the easy way to do it is two is double it up, right? So one bale carries a calf for two months instead of one. So when we're talking about this, what are what are some options producers should be thinking about here? Some of the options that producers have available to them are um, the re, the refuse feeds, the straw. Um, there's been a lot of acres of there uh, a lot of miles of ditches have been baled, and. Uh, even that hay is going to be somewhat suspect, but at least it's it's hay. We've seen a lot of uh, sloughs did get seeded. Um, we're going to see some some additional forage resources coming out of those types of areas, but a lot of it has to do with just working at it and and keep looking for forage resources because they're still available now, and we've got to keep working at in- increasing that resource base. Um, Pretty much until the snow starts falling, we're going to probably be chasing uh, forage resources. We've also seen a lot of acres of kochia bailed up. Um, and it, so it comes down to this is a year where we're going to be blending a lot of feeds together. Um, this is going to be a year where uh, vertical mixers um, and tub grinders are going to get put to work and there's going to be a lot of different things put together to make a ration that will be suitable to feed the cow, to meet her requirements, but we'll be trying to stretch out the good feed as far as we can with some of these more marginal feeds. Overall, final thoughts, key comments you would like to leave with people today? It's going to be a long feeding season, so let's do it well. Let's take the time to analyze our feed resources, let's make a plan, let's start working the plan, 
but we're going to have to be ready to adjust the plan as we go through the winter. I've been talking with a livestock and feed extension specialist, Dwayne Summick. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Mossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.